welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is on how to calm your anxiety and feel your feelings. A lot of the advice I give on this show always goes back to feeling your feelings fully. While that might be an easy task for some to accomplish, that's not the case for everyone, including myself. I've been in therapy weekly for almost two years now, learning how to feel my feelings, and I still find it challenging to feel certain feelings. Today's episode is for those that have learned early on in life that not all feelings are welcome. Those that have learned to suppress their negative emotions in order to receive love. Today's episode is for those that struggle with anxiety and understand the challenge that comes with feeling certain emotions such as anger, jealousy, hurt, disappointment, embarrassment, and sadness. If you struggle with feeling your feelings, chances are anxiety replaces the emotions you're not feeling. Anxiety acts as a secondary emotion that masks the primary emotion we find difficult to experience. For today's episode, I'll go over how anxiety can show up in your body to suppress your primary emotions, and I'll share tips I've learned to calm my anxiety so I can feel my true feelings fully. Before we get into it, I have to give a disclaimer, because I don't want y'all saying, Fatima said, Fatima, no, I am not a licensed therapist. I will say it again. I am not a licensed therapist. My degree is in engineering, baby. Okay? I am not a licensed therapist. But I do get anxious regularly. And I find it difficult to feel all my feelings. And these tips that I'm going to share with you today are the tips that I've learned that works for me. So when I learn something, I share it with you guys. I am not a licensed therapist. Go see a licensed therapist to help you further. But I'm just going to give you guys some of what I've learned over the years. I'm going to give you guys some of the things I've read up on, some of the things my therapists have taught me, and just what works for me. Again, not a licensed therapist. All right, I think I've made that very clear. We can get into the show. First, let's get into the symptoms of anxiety that mask primary feelings. There are a few symptoms that I didn't even know were symptoms that I've learned as I've been in therapy. And I'm just going to list some of the popular ones. There are many more. Do more research and find out how your anxiety may show up in your body. The first symptom I'm going to talk about today is fatigue. I've noticed from experience that sometimes when I'm feeling strong feelings, maybe it's anger. It's mostly when I'm feeling the feeling of anger. I can be just feeling completely angry, maybe even the level of rage. My body is just like, oh no, this is too much. This is too much anger. We do not want to deal with it. All of a sudden, I need you to go to bed. Like, I need you to take a nap. You are extremely tired. And I didn't realize that this was actually a symptom of anxiety. I used to think I was just tired. And it wasn't until my work in therapy that I realized that this would happen often. 
sometimes I would have the feeling of anger be triggered in me. And instead of feeling that anger, I would just feel fatigue. I would feel exhausted. And it was important for me to identify this as anxiety because I would just think I was always tired. And no, actually, I'm not tired. My body was just shutting down because it was having a difficult time feeling a certain emotion. Another very popular symptom of anxiety is muscle tension or muscle ache. This is another one that I feel on a regular, regular basis. And again, before therapy, I used to think that, you know, it was just my posture or it was just the bag that I was carrying all day or it was something outside of me and not realizing that it was just anxiety. Oftentimes when there's an emotion that I'm having a difficult time feeling, I would get these muscle tensions. I would get these muscle aches. It's almost like my body is trying to physically suppress and push down the emotion that's trying to come up. These muscle tensions will usually be around my neck, my shoulders. So I would often think that it was, you know, the bag that I was carrying. But no, it's, it's my body trying to push down my feelings that's trying to come up. It's almost like the anxiety is acting like a straitjacket for my emotions. And I would feel this on a regular basis. So if you find yourself always feeling tension on your neck or your shoulders, this is probably why. This is probably just the way your anxiety is showing up in your body. Another symptom of anxiety that can mask our feelings is trouble sleeping. Maybe you have a big day the next day or you have a lot on your plate at the moment. And instead of sleeping so you could be well rested to get things done, you can't go to sleep. You're up. Because maybe your mind is racing or you're just not tired. All of a sudden you have all this energy and you cannot go to sleep. This is another way anxiety can mask your true emotions. I've noticed personally that I sometimes have trouble sleeping when I have too much conflicting emotions. When I'm feeling angry, sad, hurt, or guilty, and they're all just merging together and it just gets so overwhelming for my brain and my body that it's just on high alert. And it's just like, nah, we're staying up. We're not going to sleep. There is no rest here. That's another way anxiety can show up in a body. The next symptom is closely related to trouble sleeping. Oftentimes when I'm having trouble sleeping, it's because I'm overthinking. I just have too many thoughts. I'm ruminating about the same situation over and over, thinking about it from all different angles, repeating the thought over and over and over, trying to come to a conclusion in my mind, but there's never a conclusion. It's just going in circles with the same thoughts over and over to no end. That's another way anxiety shows up in a body and keeps you from feeling your true feelings. The last symptom for today's episode, and there are many more, do your research and learn more. I'm just talking about the ones that I have personal experiences with. The last symptom for today's episode is difficulty concentrating. If you ever found yourself in a meeting and your brain is literally on what you have for breakfast or what you're going to have for lunch or anywhere but the meeting or you're in class and you find yourself mentally on vacation or mentally at your best friend's house, and that happens to you on a regular basis, that's a symptom of anxiety. I remember at work, 
one of my coworkers gave me the nickname of a disconnect switch because we would all be chatting at work, you know, just chatting. These are like my work friends and we will be talking. And before you know it, mentally I'm out. They just know that I've zoned out and it would happen so regular that they started making fun of me and she would call me a disconnect switch. At the time, I didn't realize it was because of anxiety. And I didn't realize it was because there were feelings that were coming up at that moment that I didn't know how to feel. And I was having trouble feeling. We just thought it was funny. But no, I was anxious the whole time. And what I've learned now is difficulty concentrating can show up in different ways. One of the signs that I didn't even realize until, again, in therapy was Sometimes when a feeling arises that I'm not comfortable feeling, my vision will just get cloudy. It's like the first sign of me zoning out. It's like I can sort of see the person that's in front of me, but I can't really see them. My vision is cloudy. I am literally in my mind. My mind could be in the past or it could be in the future, but it's no longer with the person that I am with. I am no longer present in the moment. I am no longer connected with that person. I am elsewhere. Another thing I realize is I'll be in salsa class. The instructor would be teaching a new step and a feeling of fear would arise. But instead of feeling that fear, my brain would just say, nah, get out of here. Mentally, think about what you're going to do after this class. Mentally, think about what you did yesterday. Get out of here. And then I'll miss all the things the instructor just taught us because I wasn't there. And I have to remind myself to pay attention. And all these symptoms of anxiety, for a long time, I didn't even realize they were anxiety. I didn't realize that this wasn't normal. I didn't realize that not everybody has to go through this. So for today's episode, I just want to bring awareness to it. If you can relate to any of the things that I just said, give yourself a little grace. It's not your fault that you have a hard time learning new things because you have a hard time focusing. It's not your fault that you're always feeling tired or your shoulders are always feeling heavy and tight. It's not your fault. It's anxiety. And anxiety is passed down from generations. Maybe your mama was anxious. Maybe your daddy was anxious and now you're anxious. Or maybe it's just from different habits you created to survive as a child. Or maybe something traumatic happened to you and the only way to get through it was to suppress your emotions, was to ignore these feelings. Whatever it is, it's not your fault. But now you know. Now you know what it is. You can call it out and you can now work through it. What we know is what we can work through. Today's tips are not going to heal your anxiety because my shirt ain't healed, okay? I am struggling every day and I'm working through it on an everyday basis. But I do have tips that can help manage your anxiety and can help you calm your anxiety and feel your feelings fully. The first tip to help you calm your anxiety and feel your feelings is acknowledging your anxiety. This is why I mentioned the different types of symptoms of anxiety before getting into how to calm your anxiety. Please do more research on your own to figure out different symptoms of anxiety to see which one resonates with you the most. Because the first step to releasing anxiety is being able to acknowledge that it's present. So if you don't know the different ways your anxiety shows up in your body, you're going to miss it. You're not going to be able to acknowledge that it's present. If your anxiety is showing up through muscle tension, which mine often does, like I said before, mentally acknowledging the location of the tension and identifying it as anxiety 
is usually enough to make it melt away. Like just saying, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. I feel tension in my back or I feel tension in my neck or I feel tension in my shoulder. Wherever it is you feel the tension, being able to say that to yourself, being able to acknowledge that to yourself usually is enough to make that tension melt. It's like acknowledgement of anxiety is a kryptonite to anxiety. It's crazy. Being specific about the location, being specific about what you're feeling allows it to release. Once your anxiety starts to dissolve, your primary feeling will naturally arise. It's like once you can say, oh, I feel this tension here. All of a sudden, the tension is like, I, okay, you saw us. All right, we're going to go now. And once that goes, your feelings naturally comes up. For a long time, I thought feeling my feelings was something that I had to do. But feeling your feelings is natural. Your body feels feelings naturally. It's the anxiety that's something that we're actually having to do. So once you can let go of the anxiety, the feelings will come up on their own. You don't have to work on feeling your feelings. You just have to let go of the anxiety. Once the anxiety dissolves, you create space for the feelings to arise. Number two, notice your breath. Another way to ease tension, calm your nervous system, reconnect with yourself, and feel your feelings is by paying attention to your breath. There are many breathwork techniques out there. Do your research and find what works best for you. Currently, the one I practice is simply noticing my out-breath. I learned this from the book, When Things Fall Apart, by Pima Chodron. This method of noticing your out-breath was taught by a Buddhist meditation master, Chogyam Trungpa. And I prefer it because it doesn't require you to manipulate your breath in any way. You just have to put light attention to your out-breath. The book recommends specifically considering paying 25% of your attention to your out-breath. So when you inhale regularly and exhale regularly, put 25% of your mental attention to how you exhale regularly. You don't have to take a long exhale. Just pay 25% of your attention, light attention to your out-breath. I find this method of noticing your breath especially helpful when I'm experiencing anxiety in a form of overthinking. Paying light attention to my outbreath allows me to let go of my thoughts and any tension I may be feeling at that moment, which then allows me to create space to feel my primary feelings. Number three, stop trying to justify your feelings. Y'all, I'm giving y'all this advice, but this is for me too, okay? We are in this together. Because this is something that I struggle with regularly. This is something that I still struggle with. This is not an episode of things that I'm great at now. This is an episode of things that I am still in the work with. This is an episode of things that I still struggle with every freaking day. This is making me emotional, but it's the truth. So when I'm saying steps one, two, three, it may sound easy the way I say it, but I just want you to know that I personally still struggle with it. And these tips help me day in, day out, but it's still a challenge for me to implement these tools. But they're the only things that I've noticed that helps. So we are in this together. And don't get discouraged if you implement these tools and you're not fixed because I ain't fixed. So I don't want you to think that 
this is going to just fix you up. It ain't, but it will help. Let's get right back into it. Number three, stop trying to justify your feelings. One of the reasons feelings can be difficult to feel is because we feel we need to justify the feeling in order to feel them. Your feelings don't have to make sense to you for you to feel them. In fact, they'll never make sense if you don't allow yourself to feel them fully and thoroughly. Our emotions give us information only if we allow ourselves to experience them fully. So in a case where you're all of a sudden feeling angry at somebody and you go in your head and your brain is telling you, you shouldn't be angry with them. They didn't do anything wrong. You understand where they're coming from. Your brain is trying to justify all these reasons why you shouldn't feel the anger instead of just feeling it. That just brings on anxiety because it doesn't have to make sense to you why a feeling is coming up in your body. You don't get to tell your feelings how to feel. We don't have control over our feelings. We don't. We don't have control over the feeling of jealousy. We don't have control over the feeling of anger. We don't have control over the feeling of sadness. It just comes up. What we do with the feelings, our actions based on those feelings, that we have control over, but we don't have control over the feelings that arises. Which is why when people say, oh, I don't get jealous, so I don't feel envy. It's bullshit because if we can't control it, how can you say you don't feel a feeling unless you're suppressing it? So even if the feeling doesn't make sense to you, even if you can't understand why you're feeling completely angry because someone ate your last chicken nugget or you're feeling envious because your best friend got a new car or your best friend is getting married, whatever it is, if you're feeling a certain emotion and you don't agree with the emotion, you don't have to agree with it. Stop trying to understand or agree with your emotion. We don't get the gift of the information our feeling is trying to tell us unless we experience it first. Isn't that some shit? We don't get the gift of the information our feeling is trying to tell us unless we actually experience the feeling. If you're feeling angry at somebody and you're like, why am I feeling angry at them? That makes no sense. You will never know why you're feeling angry at them unless you actually feel the feeling fully. It's not until you allow yourself to feel the feeling fully that a thought may eventually come to you reminding you that when you were a child, your sister used to eat your last chicken nuggets. And you had to fight her every time in order to make sure you got some chicken nuggets or whatever it is. Our feelings are information, but in order to get the information, we got to ride the wave. Even when it hurts, we just got to ride the wave in order to get that information. Number four, and the last tip for today, just thinking. This is another tip I learned from the book, When Things Fall Apart by Pima Children. Y'all, read this book. I'm sure I've recommended it before, but read it, please. I am on my second time of reading this book because I'm learning new things again. It's like I'm reading the book all over again, especially when you're going through a difficult time, when you're going through a tough season. This book guides you through it. So highly recommend. Getting back to the tip, just thinking. Instead of beating yourself up for overthinking or mentally zoning out when you're trying to be present, Meet yourself with kindness and understanding and just label it thinking. And this is something I've started to do and it works well. I get into these overthinking episodes regularly 
I'm thinking about what happened yesterday. I'm thinking about what happened a year ago. I just get into ruminating about past, future constantly. And in the past, I've tried to get myself out of it by telling myself to stop or try to change my thoughts. And I realized that none of that works. It just keeps me in it deeper. It's like I might change my thoughts for a second, but then before I know it, I'm back in it. I'm back thinking about the same shit over and over, and it's like a never-ending cycle. And the only remedy for that that I am learning now is you have to meet yourself with kindness and understanding. So when you label your overthinking as just thinking, it helps you to not make it a big deal. So when you catch yourself overthinking about a situation over and over, just tell yourself, oh, thinking. Mentally acknowledge it as thinking. This will allow the thought to dissolve and help you reconnect with the present moment. All of a sudden, the thought is no big deal. You're not attached to it as you once was. All of a sudden, you realize you are not that thought. You're just thinking. Part of the human experience. And it doesn't matter how often you have to do this. Just keep labeling it thinking. And before you know it, it dissolves. And that helps you reconnect with the present moment and reconnect with your feelings. It's that simple. Every time you catch yourself overthinking, instead of trying to beat yourself up, instead of trying to tell yourself, girl, why are you doing that again? No, just say, thinking. Make it a little game. Oh, thinking. Thinking. Just thinking again. It doesn't matter if you have to do that 10 times for the same thought. Do it. Meet yourself with kindness. That's the only kryptonite for overthinking. Being kind to yourself and understanding that you are human and you are not your thoughts. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. I love you guys and appreciate you guys so very much. Some updates on the podcast. I will be taking a little break because y'all, I need it. I need a little mental break just for the rest of the year. And that's basically what, a month? So don't, don't go crazy. I will be back next year. Actually, I will be dropping uh, end of year lessons learned. So there will be one more episode. But outside of that end of year lessons learned episode, I will be taking a break. So look out for one more episode before the end of year. And after that, we'll be back in January. Thank you guys for supporting me. Thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays. Hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. And see you guys when I see y'all. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.